Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion's Share podcast. It's Walk Through Wednesday. We've got one week until Thanksgiving, folks. It's almost time to feast. The Lions are back at home, back in action versus a divisional foe with the Chicago Bears. Will the Lions keep this winning train rolling or will the Bears rain on their parade? We're going to talk about that, give you our predictions, give you our keys to the game versus the Bears this week, and we'll hit NFL Week 11 and uh, hit college football week 12. Can't believe we're that far into the season, but it's going to be crazy. We got a crazy week in the NFL. Last week was um, lived up to the bill. This week, we've got the Monday night football matchup of the Chiefs and the Eagles. So we got a Super Bowl matchup in this week. Should be a good week for football viewing. So let's get into it. Before we start about the Lions and the Bears, let's hit some things that we missed on Sunday. First and foremost, we've got a BAMS player of the week. It went to St. Brown. He took the crown. Much to the chagrin of Andrew for not getting Dan Campbell's jock strap in the running there. So, sorry. Sorry, mate. Uh, let's talk about things we missed from Sunday, boys. Welcome back in. So, we would be remiss if we didn't mention what Dan, the man, Campbell, whatever you want to call him, had the foresight and the football IQ to do on Sunday. And that was to run it down to the two-minute warning, even with the play clock seemingly looking like it was one second different than the game clock. So, we all know. From previous seasons, we know the Ravens were sure beneficiaries of this when they played against the Lions in that infamous game where Tucker hit the 66-yarder, and they had that from the benefit of the fact that they had a delay of game miss, right? There was that long second. So anyway, there's a built-in second, right? Could have been a game changer in the game. So what did you guys think about that in the real time? I know I texted you guys, and I was like, they're going to have to run a play because there's a differential, but then they didn't. I didn't really think much of it, but the booth, uh, the booth was having a hard time with it. Nance and Romo really thought there should have been a penalty for sure. Uh, you knew Dan knows what he's doing. We say it all the time. And Dan, we trust. He's not just brawn. He's brain. We also had this. It's a party like it's 1936. We've got some stats that the Lions are producing this year, which are taking us back nearly a century. And this is one of them right here. The last time Detroit had two players. With multiple 20-yard rushing touchdowns in the same season. So Gibbs and Montgomery have that right now. Last time that happened in the Lions season, it was 1936. We're talking pre-World War One, Pre-World War Two, I mean. And also, just coming out of the Great Depression. It's hard to believe that there was even football being played back then. But that's something that's happened with the Lions this year. And the other note we have from, from Sunday. Glasgow, Sewell, and Ragnow totaled zero pressures against against the Chargers. And that's just huge. That speaks to what this offensive line is doing out there each and every week. And shout out to Glasgow. What a great uh, uh, addition in the offseason, right? And against a really good defensive front. Yeah. I mean, who heard from Joey Bosa last weekend? Anybody? Or Khalil Mack. Like, that's the impressive part. You're not just, you're not just getting it on one end. You're getting it from both ends. All right. Talking about some penetration there. Two guys that like to penetrate, but did not get any, any action against the Lions. So we love that. Jared Goff also in here. Jared Goff leads the league with a passer rating of 90 point something. Don't have it in here. Thanks, Tommy, for not including the decimal point. But it's above 90. And that leads your league in the NFL. And also, I think I saw today, Goff is number four or five in passing yards. Quick quiz for you guys here. Who leads the league in passing yards right now? I'm going to let Andrew go because I saw this earlier. I, it's going to be an off-the-wall guess, but C.D. Lamb is crazy, so I'm either going to say <laughs> Dak or Jalen. I thought you were going to name a wide receiver there for just a minute, but now I see where your head's at. <laughs> I thought you were too. Oh I mean, the, he's got to catch it from somebody. Correct, but it's not. It's not him. I'll give you one more guess before uh, we talk. Well, my other guess was Jalen. No. I don't think either of those are even in the top five. So wow. You ready for this? You ready for this, buddy? Sam Howell. Really? Does he also lead the league in sacks? Perhaps. I don't have that. I think think he had that sewn up (laughs) after like week three. I mean, there's punishment, and Mr. Dan said it, and holds, okay? There's punishment and reward, and that's talking about getting both of them right there. Sam Howell finds himself on the end of two of the opposite ends of two crazy stats. And. Eric Bieniemy's got to take a lot of credit for that, uh, turning Sam Howell into not even serviceable, leading the league 
Obviously, it's kind of a little bit of a deceiving stat. Like, you know, the top quarterbacks aren't in this list. So say what you will about it, but happy to have Goff in the top five for sure. Um, and if, if you want to talk about pass rushers, the Lions have perhaps a new one. They've signed one of the pa- practice squad. You guys remember the name of Bruce Irvin? Remember that guy from the old Legion of Boom? It's been a minute. You sent this? Yeah, you sent this, and I thought they were bringing him on as a coach. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, I mean, basically, that's the role. I feel like he's going to be that veteran leadership. If we can get any production out of him, it feels great. Um, but overall, I kind of was, I don't want to be, I usually try to be optimistic, but I was kind of mad about this move. It just feels like they made a move to make a move. Over, over under is Bruce Irvin 35. I already know. Over so, under. So I already, I, I, I sit this one out. I already know. Back to you, Andrew. All the quizzes are for you, my friend. I'm going to have to say under. I would say it's probably 33. I wish. 36. Whoa! 36-year-old defensive end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's still got his step, apparently. I can just smell another Achilles snapping. Dude. Are you going to wish that upon a guy? We're coming up on Thanksgiving. That 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 was crazy. Take it back. Especially after what you said about Big V in the group chat? Come on, brother. Well, dude, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and be honest about a few things at some point. And if we're going to be talking about being honest with each other, are we going to finally have the discussion with Jared Goff and his contract extension? It's finally kind of being brought up in in real-time media now. And the Lions have said they're in discussions with him. So they're going to extend him. I don't think that's a question anymore. Any guess on what the numbers are going to look like coming up? That's, I mean, you're talking about guys getting 30 to 50 million a year, right? So golf's probably in that range. I don't know, 40 million. I hate to say it. He'll probably get somewhere between 40, 45. How old is he? He's not even 30, correct? Same age as us, bud. He is 30 then? Well, he's 29 for the 20-year-olds in this chat. Same age as some of us. Yeah. So, yeah, the geez. young guns out here. Yeah, he just turned 29 in October, I believe, or September or October. And oh. uh, for, if we want to talk about birthdays, Kirby Joseph celebrated a birthday yesterday. So let's go, Kirby. Happy birthday, Kirby. Um, you guys want to hear a wild comparison here? I'm going to go out on the limb here and make the claim that uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be the next Jamal Charles. You guys remember that guy? I'm talking about throwback names with Bruce. I'd be fine with that. I'd take a little more longevity. I'd be <clears> fine with that. Find me Mitchell. a running back that has that longevity, though. It's tough to find these days. Am I wrong in thinking, did, did Jamchar have to get written to, into his contract later in his uh, career, like a weight restriction? Was he one of those guys? Or was that mainly Eddie Lacy? Eddie Lacy. Yeah, no. I think you're specifically picking on Eddie Lacy. <laughs> okay. You just felt like you had to invoke. You just invoked Eddie Lacy. I would not have that on my bingo card. We're not even to 2024, but yeah, if if everybody else has their bingo cards out, you know, let's round them out. Let's get those lines completed. Now, I thought Jamchar was because he left uh, the Chiefs. Did he bounce around a few times before he he finally said goodbye? Did he did he get on the Browns at one point? Or am I thinking of Chubb? Or not Chubb, but uh, some, somebody made that route. But maybe it was Jamal Charles first. Mitch, you look like you're disgusted. He was irrelevant after the Chiefs, essentially. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, I, Which sucks. So the only reason I brought he was this, electric. The reason I brought this up is I saw somebody on Twitter had posted Jamal Charles throwbacks. And I was like, wow, yeah, first of all, I forgot who that was. And then I was like, you know, he kind of, I feel like he kind of has that similar nature of Gibbs. And then I looked at their builds. Both 200 pounds even. Jamal's two inches taller. So there's a little bit of a difference there. But they're 40 times exactly the same. Down to the 10th. 4.36. Both of them ran. It feels like you're just saying this because of the dreads. Dude, come on, brother. No, I'm talking about their footwork. If you watch their footwork, watch that shiftiness. Jamal Charles? Jameer Gibbs? I like it, though. I think that's legit. Very fast, very shifty, very versatile out of the backfield, but can also run between the tackles. It is, it is a good comparison. All jokes aside, I think that's that's pretty solid. It's it's crazy that they're both the same weight with the same forty times. Yes. Did uh did Gibbs not uh, was he a Tennessee guy and then Alabama? 
I think he was just straight Alabama as far as I know. I thought he transferred in. Could be wrong, though. Who's, who's got the next bullet point here? That's your boy. I think this is something we should all agree to. I think, <clears throat> I think if the Lions get their first playoff win, we all agree to, on the podcast, try the JMO burger from McDonald's. Would you guys be down to that? me up. I'll do it without the playoff win. <laughs> but we already knew okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just to confirm, it's can you tell me what the what the uh what what do we it's got going? It's an Oreo McFlurry and you just peel open the McDouble, slap the Oreo McFlurry in there and just eat it. I think it's a McDouble. It might be a mix it might be a single. I don't know what those are called. Hamburger. Yeah, puny. I don't know, but if we're going to do it, we're going to go McDouble. Obviously protein boys. Yeah. Can I add fries? To the center yeah. of it? Yeah, right. In, into it? Just a half. I feel like we have to honor the first, at least the half of it, the way okay, Jamal likes enough, it. But then do what you prize, hash brown. Folks, we talked about this in the group text. The The first person I ever saw put a hash brown in a, uh, uh Egg McMuffin was none other than Pop and Burgundy. Revolutionary. Recommend that everyone try it. Changes the whole trajectory of your life. It really does. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, that's, a, that's an agreement across the board for sure. The gentleman's agreement. We locked in. It's a binding Absolutely. contract. It's on video and uh, and voice recording. Ooh, I don't know if Tommy's a video in this one. Um, but anyway, uh, Tommy locked it in. Tommy's got a bookmark on this part. Uh, we'll, we'll circle back in later weeks. Let's go to the we'll lines. Back. Leave, leave, check, the, check the work talk at the door, pal. It's it's hard it's hard to not you know it's hard to it's hard to not have it carry over. I know you uh, are on several team calls yourself, so um, I'd love. I'm I am aligned with what you said. I love to be in a fly on the wall in some of your team calls. All right, let's go to Lions versus Bears. Mitch, you've got in here Lions favored by eight here. I did have it at negative ten at ten points. Uh, you're telling me it's moved a little. Yeah, just updated. I assume because Justin Fields is coming back. I, I think. I think that shifted the line to uh, to eight. And, okay. But yep, just before we started that, so we're at eight, and then over under forty eight points. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. It's going to play into my pick later. Uh, for me, this game against the Bears, obviously the Bears coming in, you know, not they're not a good team, right? That they've got sweat. I feel like their defense is improving. They're they're trending up, albeit not trending up. Largely, not like the Broncos are trending up there, but the Bears are like, they're, you know, they're not going to play dead. Right. And they've got fields coming back. They, they're off the Bajant train fields, arguably the better quarterback. Right. He's certainly more of a dual threat. So we'll have that in our keys. But um, the Bears come in three and seven. They're one in four on the road. They've only got one win on the road this year. And the Lions three and one at home, seven and two overall, obviously. So, yeah. You're feeling pretty good about this matchup. Uh, you don't want it to be a trap. You don't want it to be a, a letdown after the big shootout they had over in L.A. Um, so you feel like this is a come-home game and a take-care-of-business kind of week for me. Um, and it's a David Montgomery revenge game. So I think we'll see David Montgomery uh, fed early and often. I think he's going to be hungry. And I don't know. What do you guys have about this matchup besides your keys? Yeah, I think I think your last point is the biggest point. I think David Montgomery wants this one bad. I think he's gonna I think he's really gonna attack the holes and, and get after it. So I expect a big day, a hundred yard game out of him for sure. Yeah, I would love to see that. Hopefully Sweat isn't too acclimated with their defense yet. I think Eberflus is pretty much coaching for his job at this point. Um so he's gonna be uh in full force. Justin Fields back for them. They're coming off of a win. It's it's tough, right? They've just acquired a big free agent. They they got their starting quarterback back. They're coming off of a win. They've got some momentum building behind them. You can't let them get hot early. I think you just got to put them down early, and then and and go home. It's a take care of business type of deal. And, and if they gain momentum, they could be scary. You jumped jumped right into your keys. I see. Only one, you know. Thanks for jumping out. I'll touch base later. Okay, 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 okay. Um, and I will say this too about the Bears. You know, it's not like they're tanking, right? They've got the the Panthers pick, so that's not like they have that incentive to 
you know, play down or, or anything like that. So, you know, they're kind of playing for broke, right? They can kind of just go out there and, and, and try to get wins and try to get something that makes them feel good. Try to try to implement sweat more into that defense. Um, so I'm hoping that the Lions can do what they did with Bosa and Crosby and, and keep them quiet. Do the same thing to, to Montez. And uh, I guess I'll go right into my, my keys. Much has been made about my keys in the past, so I kept it short and simple this week. I'm not going to have 16, and I'm not going to hit all phases of the game. So mine is win. And that was kind of a joke. But uh, a stand-on-business game for the Lions. Take care of business. Kind of speaking to the points that Andrew brought up. Don't let the Bears hang around. Don't let them... Um, don't let them score early. Just keep them, um, keep them down and keep this game in the control of your team if you're the Lions. Win the time of possession. And uh, don't overlook the Bears, though. Contain fields. And uh, I think we're talking about a Lions victory. Can't overlook anyone in the NFL. I'm also going to keep it simple. Just play your game, which is just hammer the rock, run the ball, like we talked about. That kind of That's just going to kind of open up golf later, which is exactly what happened last week. So... Uh, own the trenches, just show some signs of life on defense. Even with Fields back, that's pretty much all they've got. Fields and DJ Moore, so just take advantage. Hold hold them to, uh, you know, hold them to below 15 points or 14 on more normal score, if you will. Um, you know, show the NFL you mean business, and you can make adjustments. <clears throat> Ag. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We could have a whole topic about that, but um, what? What do you guys? What is the remarks on the other end of the line here? It sounded like a you just sounded wild. <laughs> nice. That's exactly okay. what I was gonna say. All right. Well, ribbit, ribbit. I've got this one for you guys. Are we gonna see Gibbs jump into the end zone? Or sorry, jump into the end zone? Will we see him in the end zone? And will will we see him in the stands? Uh, you'd like to think that that's just a home home stadium type of move. And they're at home. That's uh, me. Thought we were away this week. Thought we were across the pond. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bad reporter on my end. Signing off. See you guys nope, later. We got, we, got, we got two back-to-back home games here for the Lions this week. And then back home again, of course, on Thanksgiving versus the Packers. So two divisional, two at home. And that's why we listen two to the two. program. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're program. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nope. Famously at Ford Field in this one. So we may see Gibbs jumping in the stands. May see him going after that fan that he went after last time. I don't know if they're season ticket holders. I think they might be. So so watch for that. You know, we've got many things made about fans here in, in this NFL season, including the the Chargers super fan, which I didn't see her last week. So maybe that's why they didn't win the game against the Lions. But I die. Grass. Shout out, Mitch. Um, Andrew. You got any keys for this game besides the ones you've already mentioned? And uh, we would be remiss if we didn't include your infamous, and I mean infamous, star ratings. Well, Ben, I had one more point, uh, but it's okay. You stole it. Contain fields on the scrambles. Uh, but thanks for covering that one once again for me. Might be. Much appreciated. This week, uh, we got some movement in the stars, boys. As you well know, uh, Scorpio season coming to a close. Going to roll into, and you guys know this one, the Age of Aquarius. Age of a- Aquarius. I'm, I'm getting odd looks. I was totally wrong. Completely read it wrong. It's Sagittarius we're rolling into. All the us's. Sagittarius. <laughs> All the us's this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, last. This is going to be our last game in Scorpio season. So we get one more. It's brought us nothing but wins. We're going to continue the trend here. Rolling into the old Sagittarius season, though, that's going to bring uh, a lot of adventures and energetic traits. So, we may see some new things in the defense, maybe. Little shakeups, maybe get a little CJGJ back in the Sagittarius season. And some energetic play to end the season. Love, Love that. It. Love that. Did you guys see uh, CJDJ on the Instagram Live? He's doing the workouts. He's looking for that peck. That peck's looking pretty good. Would you just call him CJ DJ? Isn't that what we were jokingly calling him? I he just needs to legally get that thing changed already. Well, he's not going to be CD Deuce. He ch- he's he revoked that, I believe. So back to CJ Gardner Johnson or Chauncey Gardner Johnson or whatever you want. CJ GJ. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go to the predictions. Mitch, start us out, bud. 
We've got Lions 28, Bears 10. I think the offense will keep humming. 28s, it feels like it's a lot, but it's really just a touch on a quarter. I feel like they can they can pretty easily do that. Um, Bears are going to get 10. I think, it, again, at some point it's the NFL. It's it's hard to keep teams out of the end zone. We've done it a couple times this season. Um, yeah, I just think they established the run game. They eat up some clock. 28-10, it's a solid Lions victory. All right, I've got a little bit lower scoring and maybe a little bit closer than some shareholders might imagine this game being, but I've got Lions 23-213 over the Chicago Bears. I just think after last week's performance, putting up 41, we're going to have some, some not all of the 41 points are going to travel back to Detroit. I think we'll see a little bit lower scoring. I think we'll see some longer drives here with the Lions. They're going to really lean on that offensive line and run the ball and uh, control the clock in this one and uh, not not generate such a shootout that they did last week against the Chargers. I'm also going to call for a little bonus one here. I'm going to call for a Donovan Peoples-Jones touchdown in this one. I think his first action as a Lion will result in a touchdown at some point in this game. And, uh, yeah, feed, feed David Montgomery. It's a revenge game. Yeah, I got uh, I got a little more high scoring offense and a little uh, show out from the defense. The Lions probably going to put together a near perfect game here in my head this week. Um, I think they are going to feed David Montgomery pretty heavily, but all that's going to do is suck up the backfield for for the Bears, and then we're going to see Jamo, St. Brown, and all those guys streaking down the field. We might get Laporta, Brock Wright. But yeah, so the the run's gonna suck them up, and then they're gonna streak down the field. I got them winning thirty-five to nine. Bears struggle to find the end zone, and I think that I think Dan wants to put a statement out to the rest of the NFC North that they are the true kings. Hell yeah, brother! And I think for all those reasons, it should be a perfect game if you're the Lions. And I think that's why I'm kind of going contra here, and I feel like they're gonna have some issues. I just don't see Fields in that offense being able to, you know, like Mitchell alludes to. I just don't see them being able to be held out of the end zone with the Lions defense. I just hate to say it, but I don't have a full trust in that Lions defense to to shut out or keep anybody below 10, really. So I just don't see it in a divisional matchup. But, hey, I would love to see Lions 35-9, to but I would love to see it. Um, Adam Amon and Mark Shalareth, we will have them on the call on this one. Uh, you shareholders, you Lions fans outside of Michigan, Indiana, or Illinois, you're going to have to find some way to watch this if you don't have NFL ticket. We're not going to tell you how you can watch this game, but there's ways. Um, for whatever reason, no respect here from Fox in their maps. They gave this game to only, uh, not even the full state of Michigan, half the Upper Peninsula. Obviously, a lot of them are Packers fans, but half the Upper Peninsula doesn't even get this game. They get the Green Bay game. And... Uh, in Indiana, most of Indiana and some parts of Illinois, obviously the Chicago area, get in this game. So, not many eyeballs going to be on this one. I think that uh, I think that doesn't affect anybody really. But so, uh, Mitch, you said this in the notes. Mark said on the Schlereth, yeah, Schlereth was on the herd, and they were talking about mm. the Lions' offensive line is just top in the NFL, and it was it was really a combination of Colin Coward and Schlereth saying. Offensive lines travel. Offensive lines don't care if it's an away game, if it's cold outside. Uh, it's just, it's been geared up for the playoffs. Such a magical word to hear. Um, Andrew does not like that Colin Cowherd is giving praise to the Lions, though. Never been a huge Coward fan, and he's Team Michigan and Team Detroit Lions, and it just feels icky. Yeah, I was more about Schlereth because I think Schlereth is like Coward's a flip-flopper, but Schlereth being a, a former offensive lineman on some good units, it held, it held a little more weight. He he said that they're just dominant up front, which they are. They've been showing that. So especially yeah, healthy, moving, first first week back healthy. They're moving that line full, full two yards down the field in some of those plays. It's It's a thing of beauty, really. All right, so we've all got a Lions victory. Let's move to NFL Week 11. Let's t- let's hit some things before we talk about the matchups this week. We'll, we've got a new segment called the Calls of the Week. Uh, last week, Ben said the Browns would win by a field goal, and they did so. Ching. Andrew also said this. Kyler Murray takes them by surprise and wins that game for the Cardinals, which they did. So, cha-ching. Uh, sorry, Mitch, we don't have anything from you. But maybe this week you will redeem yourself. You want me to make some bold predictions? Let me go through here. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Andrew, you're going to hate to see this, but Matt, a.k.a. Arthur Smith, is expected to return in 2024 for the Atlanta Falcons. He has the full support of ownership. 
honestly makes me feel better. The Falcons are going to be wor- uh, bad for at least another year. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed, right? They're at least going to be nine games or less winners, right? I think that's uh, that's where they live right now with Arthur Smith. Another missed um, playoff. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Just so close. And then NFC South, which is bad. Um, some more credit here to you, Andrew. On uh, Monday Night Football, we saw the Bills lose to the Broncos, of course. Um, Andrew, earlier this season in our prediction show, the big prediction show, go back and listen to it from end of August. You said this, Andrew, and I quote, the Bills are going to have a disaster strike their team this year, end quote. Any thoughts now? We've also got in here last in the AFC East is what you're calling for. And I added Bills regression year. Yeah, you do me. You like work the camera more. Uh, you take 10 pounds off. That's pretty much what you're doing here by not giving the full clip. Uh, I think I also had the Patriots win in that. So kudos to you. No, you didn't. You didn't. You did not have the Patriots win in it. Okay, I thought I did. So. No, I think you, you had Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, Bills. You said Bill Belichick won't finish in last in this division. So uh, we didn't include that part. Nope. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's looking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, well, Mitch, you might remember this better. I could not find it. I tried to go back and listen. But oh, what- it, look, if you're going to try and ask me... If- Andrew was trying to say the Bills are going to suck, but Josh Allen is one of the best cute quarterbacks in the league. He called someone else the poor man's Josh okay, Allen, but then picked them to get more wins than the Bills. It was, it, I, you said, he said this. He said, Justin Herbert, or no, Josh Allen is what Justin yes. Herbert wants to be. Yes, correct. And then we, and yes, and then went on to pick the Bills to finish <laughs> second to last. And then the no, Chargers, I think, to finish second or something. Was yeah. the Chargers dead last? No, line, uh, the Bills were dead last. Phillips, I'm sorry, yeah, Bills were dead last, <laughs> and I think the Chargers were second or something. I don't know. He had us all confuddled, but uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. yeah, freezing okay. cold take. Although not that freezing cold, because Josh Allen needs to figure it out. Just hold on to the ball. Don't, don't, just stop oh my, turning it over. My Looks God, like they fired Ken Dorsey, the offensive co- coordinator, basically the sacrificial lamb. Not really his fault, I don't think. It's a, it's kind of a three way fault between Sean McDermott, Dorsey, and and Allen and Josh Allen and, and unfortunately Ken Dorsey gets the the short end of the stick and they they bring in Joe Brady. You guys remember Joe Brady? Remember how high everybody was on him when he was with Burrow and LSU and then he goes to the NFL. He comes into the Panthers organization to be their OC and I think he lasted only a year or maybe not even that. And then he comes back now to the offensive coordinator role. He takes over for Ken Dorsey. Time is a flat circle. It's a suck. It's just it's it's just interesting, and I see your next question is like, how did they both want to lose, and how did the Broncos give up seventy to Miami and only nine to the Chiefs? The Broncos have started to figure it out, specifically on defense. Their yes. defense is is playing much much better, and I still think there's a lot to be done in in Denver. And I think Sean Payton is just counting down the days until he can get rid of Russ. But we saw some vintage Russ as well, so. <laughs> I you know I don't know we'll see maybe the Broncos do have it figured out. Shout out to Vance Joseph, your boy Andrew. I was just gonna say Russ does look like prime Russ. He's running it, he's throwing it, he's getting out of the pocket, reestablishing himself, throwing on the run. He does look vintage, and he's way over that uh, touchdown bathroom count this year. Isn't that crazy? I think he had like sixteen touchdown passes all of last year, and he's got eighteen so far this year. That's insane. It's a turnaround. I mean, they were talking about that being the worst trade in NFL history. Somebody talked to Deshaun. <laughs> Somebody talked to Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Sean might, uh, might have had something uh, to be said. Who knows? We've got them taking on the, the Vikings this week, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Let's talk about our records recap going into week 11 last week. Ben finished at eleven and three. Andrew eleven and three. Mitch six and eight. That puts our season totals at Ben at ninety nine and fifty one. Which shame on me for not having one more win there and getting to a hundred and a hundred and fifty. Hundred wins, fifty losses would have been so perfect because that's exactly two thirds of the of the games. Hate it that it's I'm one away. I hate that. Uh, we'll look back at last year's records at the same point i was 87 and 61 so i'm actually doing better than last year which i felt like i was doing worse so now not sure how to feel about this uh mitch three games back at 96 and 54 andrew 
uh, 11 games back from that, 85 and 65. Still above last season's total. Yeah, climbing that ladder slowly but surely. Uh, I'm sure you saw in the notes here, but last year at this point, you were 79 and 69. Somebody give me those losses back. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) And the guy and the guy from the Sporting News matched uh, us at 11 and 3 last week. So he went, he's at a total of 106 and 44. So we got a little catching up to do on the Sporting News guy. We were so Only anyone cared about the Sporting News. I'm telling you, it, if you if you look it up, it's one of the top. Um, all right, so obviously this week mentioned it at the top. Game of the week: Chiefs versus the Eagles on Monday night. Going to be a huge matchup for sure. Um, and uh, let's go, let's go right into it with our first game, Andrew. All right, first game Thursday night football. Make sure to watch that Prime Vision. Bengals going into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens. Upper fifties, no wind. Is that true? No wind in the atmosphere. Correct. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Not a single bit of wind in this game. Uh, both lost last week. First matchup, Ravens took it 27-24 really close back in week two, though, when the Bengals had no idea what was going on. That being said, I know they're both hungry for a win. This is going to be a really good, probably our best Thursday night matchup of the week. And, uh, and by week, I mean year. I'm going to take the Ravens in another close game, though. Wow, it's tough to take. Jeez, gutsy, gutsy call. This is by far the best, other than the season opener, of course. That doesn't count, though. By far the best Thursday night football game of the year. I think that's what you were trending towards, Andrew. I've got the Bengals in this one. I think it's uh, the Bengals kind of got rid of all the losses they can have early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamar Chase found Paydirt a couple times in this game. I've got the Bengals to win here and to cover the spread. Uh, same same vein as Mitch. It's essentially a, a must win, especially after the loss last week against the Texans. You really can't afford to lose much more if you're the Bengals, especially against an AFC, uh, AFC North team, a fellow foe in the Baltimore Ravens. Next, we got Cowboys, Panthers, 1 o'clock on Fox, 63 degrees, no wind. It's going to be the Cowboys. It's going to be the Cowboys. They're going to put up a billion points. This is what the Cowboys have been doing. This is how they've crept up into the you know upper echelon of the NFL conversations again. Cowboys are going to blow them out. Same, same. Got the Cowboys in this one. Don't know if it's going to be by three or more scores, but at least two. Yeah, this is the don't overthink of the game of the week. Give me the Cowboys. Micah Parsons, say hello to Bryce Young for me. He's going to eat him alive. All right, we've got another one here in the AFC North. So both, both, um, both, all, all those folks in the AFC North taking on each other this week. We've got the Steelers taking on the Browns. We've got a note in this one, of course. Deshaun Watson, the news coming out today that he is done for the year. No shocker here. We reported this, I think, three or four weeks ago. We said, no, no surprise, but we could see Deshaun being done, done. And here he is, done, done. So DTR, um, not PJ Walker in this one, which is a little bit surprising. They insert him instead of um, PJ, but I digress. 45 degrees, mostly cloudy in this one. A little windy in this one. We've got 15 mile an hour winds. Is George Pickens playing in this game? I, I plead the fifth. All right. No. Do you need time to evaluate, no, no, Andrew? Uh, just, I, I thought I heard some rumblings that George Pickens was very upset. I know he took all of his info off the social medias, and that was dumb. Uh, but after the game, I, I, I thought I heard him say they were going to decommission him for the week. Well, it might be a good thing if he's not out there. So give me the Steelers over the, uh, over the matchup here against the Browns. I had the Browns written down, but Deshaun out. DTR, I, I just don't see it against a, a hungry Steelers defense with TJ Watt. I just don't see it. I got the Steelers here. Yeah, I just checked it. George Pickens is pulled from the lineup. Uh, I am going to take the Browns. I think that they can win without Deshaun Watson. He's not worth the money. I think the Browns' defense is just too good. Jim Jim Schwartz is, has found his niche as the uh, as defensive coordinator. Miles Garrett's playing at a different level. I don't think they need Deshaun either. I'm with Andrew. I think the Browns get it done. Before you go here, Andrew, I think if I have this correctly in the playoff machine from ESPN, I think if the Bengals beat the Ravens, all four 
of these teams would be uh, all four of the AFC North would be represented in the playoffs if they started w- uh, this week. So that's a little, little the NFC East of last year. Hundred percent. That's going to roll us into Chargers into Lambeau Field, forty-six degrees, mostly sunny, honey. Uh, it's going to be a chilly ooh, ooh. forty-six degrees. You're going to want to find that sunlight where you can. I'm going to take the Packers at home, and I think Jordan loves playing for his future. Okay. I think it's a little too early to say that for Jordan Love. I don't think he's played well. I don't I don't want that to be twisted into me thinking he's good. I don't think he is. I think the Chargers figure this out. We saw that the Chargers do have a really strong offense. The Packers just aren't a good team. I think I think the Chargers get it done by a couple of touchdowns. I've got the Packers in this one. Andrew mentioned it. Jordan Love has been called out by the GM. So I think we're going to see a little bump from Jordan Love here. And uh, give me the, the Packers here and a potential shootout over the, over the Chargers. It's going to be tough for the Chargers to come all the way over here to Green Bay and play an early game. 10 a.m. equivalent for them. In the, or, or, yeah, I think it's a 10 a.m. equivalent game for them. So it's going to be tough for them to tra- the travel. And uh, they're going to lose here in the 1 o'clock window. Next, Cardinals at Texans. It is also in the 1 p.m. slot on CBS for anyone who cares. Speaking of, does anyone care? Kyler Murray was born in Texas. I've got the Texans in this game. I think the Texans are uh, are a legit team. I, you know, I, I hate to say it because obviously we want our boy DC to get it, but D'Amico Ryan's is probably going to be coach of the year, uh, despite despite Kyler being back. The Texans just keep finding ways to win. I think the Texans do it again. Love D'Amico Ryan's. Had the Cardinals written down here again for the second week in a row. I wrote down Cardinals and then changed it. So I'm just going against my gut, against my better judgment. I've got the Texans in here. Uh, Kyler Murray was born in Texas. Thanks, Tommy. Um, so I think he was trying to influence your vote there by, by giving you that little nugget. But I'll take the Texans at home. Yeah, I don't feel great about it, though. I will not change my vote. I will take Cardinals two weeks in a row here. Um, I think their defense is good. Defense is travel. I think Kyler just gives him a little more mobility. Dobbs still had that mobility, but I think he brings it. He gives him that extra step, so I'm just going to take the Cardinals here again. I envy your picks, sir. I envy it. Titans at the Jaguars, 72 degrees and sunny down in Duval. <laughs> nice. Um, and, and in that same vein, I'm going to take the Jaguars in this one. They need to win it for the division. Um, they've got to, they've got to create some separation between them and the Titans. So they need this win. They've got to win at home. You got to win your, your divisional matchups at home. So it's a take care of business week for the Jaguars. Got to get it done. Will Levis is more like, will let us down this week. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Ben. I think they're coming into this one. I, I mean, I, I don't agree with will let us down. That seems like too far, but I will say they had the comeback to earth game last week. I think they realize that they can still screw this up. They're going to take care of business at home. We'll say, I can't wait to see that mascot in the bodysuit this week. Duval. All right. Heavy worded there for Mitch. Las Vegas Raiders going to head down to Miami, uh, 1 p.m., 9 p.m. Can you imagine a 1 p.m. game on CBS? 80 degrees, mostly sunny. Uh, What's these other notes? Antonio Pierce, 2-0 after taking over. Is the interim here? Dolphins coming off a bye. What do we always say, boys and girls? Good teams went off the bye. Good teams went off the bye. Give me the fins. Give wait. Sorry, I jumped you. Give me the fins. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go now. All right, we're giving you an automatic L then. You can't afford another L. Dolphins. Mitchell will take the fins. Dolphins. 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 The Dolphins are back, baby. Mr. That brings us to Giants at Commanders. Oh, sorry, Ben. Where are you going? Uh, I think Pitbull is going to be in attendance for this one. Give me Mr. Throw 5 in the Dolphins. Nice. Giants at Commanders. Rounding out the 1 o'clock slot. We've got 55 degrees. Plentiful sunshine. WFC all-timer. I don't know if this is a WFC all-timer, but it's a game probably nobody cares about. Um, Giants won the first matchup of the year. It's probably the Giants' last win of the year. I've got the commanders in this one. We just heard at the top of the show. It's more like Sam Howitzer. I think the commanders are an okay team. Again, I think it's the enemy's team at the at the start of next year. 
Uh, I just, the Giants are a bad, bad team. Commanders. Same tune. I've got the Commanders in this one because I see this as a split matchup between the two, and the, the Giants won the first one. So by virtue of that, give me the Commanders. Agreed. I, I think the Commanders have way more fight left in them than the Giants do this year. The Commanders have new ownership. I think they're still looking bright for them. Give me the Commanders. All right, moving right along. Let's go to Santa Clara, not San Francisco. Some think that this matchup's in San Francisco. No, it's in Santa Clara. Buccaneers going over to California to play the 49ers. This one, your first one in the 405 window on Fox. 68 degrees and partly cloudy with a 12-mile-per-hour win. Um, so it's sort of windy, not really. Uh, regardless, we're going to see a 49ers victory here. Hate that. I feel like the Bucks are scrappy enough to, you know, maybe keep this interesting for a quarter or two, but then the 49ers take away the, uh, take away the W. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the 49ers are, are playing pissed off football now. I think they're going to double up the Bucks. Give me the 98ers. Uh, I'm with you guys. I think the 49ers, I think the 49ers get it, get it done. And I'm more with Andrew. I think they get it done in a big way. Love to hear the synchronicity. Synchronicity. Synchronization. I'll take that one. Bring us to Jets at Bills. This is going to be a big-time divisional matchup. 39 degrees. We're calling for a rainy, snowy, maybe a rainy show. Uh, some might call this uh, slush. I'm not sure what we're going to have. It's going to be an ugly game. Uh, done by kickoff, Ben says. Maybe 13-mile-an-hour win. It's going to be ugly, folks. That's all that matters. Weather is going to be a factor. Jets took the first matchup in overtime in week one. That all being said, Bills have been called out by everybody and their brother this week. They're going to take care of business this week. Bills have to get a win. I think if the Bills lose, I know they just got rid of Dorsey. I'm with Ben. I think that was kind of a scapegoat move. Bills lose this week. There's going to be a lot of chatter about McDermott's job. I think the Bills win. Don't think the chatter's going away about McDermott either way. Uh, well said. 100% agree. This is my Falcons-Cardinals matchup of last week. I just hate this game. I flip a coin on who wins this. Uh, it, the Bills are at home. I don't know if that even means anything. Um, but I'm going to take the Bills against my better judgment here. Uh, Flip-flopped on this one as well. But I really don't have a strong feeling either way. Um, I think the Bills get a bump here with Brady. Joe Brady, at the, I think they're going to get a slight bump here. Uh, new offensive coordinator, new play calls. I don't know. Give me the Bills, but the Bills still aren't going to make the playoffs. I think Bills' home advantage is definitely still there. I think uh, the Bills being where they're at, the Mafia is going to be rowdy. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to make a note on how wrong you were. They lost to the Broncos. Seahawks. Though. Yeah, they did. I mean, the, the Bills are the most up-and-down team in the NFL. There's there's just no doubt about it. They They can't figure it out, but... The Bills Mafia still gives still gives a little bit of an edge. Maybe you're right though. I don't know, but 39 degrees, rain or snow. Imagine how bad Zach Wilson's gonna be. Like the Jets may not score a touchdown. And to your point, the Bills so up and down, it feels like this is their bounce back game, and then they they'll have a letdown. Yeah, and they're they'll have a letdown the next week. Yeah. Do they finish? The important question is the way their schedules cadence out. Are they gonna finish on a loss or a win? Ooh. Have they been fish eight and nine or nine and eight? Have they have they had their buy yet? No, they haven't because they're five and five. So they've still got a buy. We're gonna have to look into that. I'm just gonna have to look into that. Seahawks at Rams, divisional game. Stafford's back. Rams won the first matchup, and the Rams are coming off the bye. All that said, I gotta go with the Seahawks. My heart tells me Matthew. My brain tells me Seahawks. My heart and my brain say the Rams. So. I'm going to take the Rams here. Rams off of a bye. We know how good Stafford is. He's going to be back. And we know how good Sean McVay is off the bye. So by virtue of that, give me the Detroit Rams. Yay. This one's tough. Uh, Rams coming off a bye. You don't think they're that bad of a team. But they're sitting at 3-6 and six in the division. Seahawks and 49ers vying for first place in that division. I think they're both 6-3. and three. So it's going to be tough. Rams going to try to play spoiler for the Hawks here, but I think the Hawks still get it done on the road. Yeah, Seahawks travel well. They are a good road team. Um, but they almost lost to the Commanders last week, so I think they're due for a loss here. Vikings 
and Sunday night football action against the Denver Broncos at Denver in Mile High. Sunday night football, NBC, mid-40s for this game. Rain possible late into the night here. If we get to the 9 or 10 o'clock hour, we could be talking about rain here. So, all that to say, I hate to say it, but I've got the Vikings with the with the win here in an astronomical fashion. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Broncos. I think the Broncos are riding a hot streak. They're three straight. It's always tough to put four in a row, but I think Dobbs comes back to earth now. He's had his moment. This is kind of where he faltered with the with the Cardinals, and they lost a couple. So uh, Dobbs back to earth. Broncos dub. I'm riding with Papa B again. I've got the Broncos. I forgot. I I did have a specific called out. I think Patrick Sertan gets an interception along the lines of what what Papa B is saying. I think it's a little bit of a come down to earth for Josh Dobbs. I've got the Broncos. I wish we would have gotten Sertan. That would have been incredible. Yeah, don't we all? All right, Monday night football game of the week. Eagles at Chiefs. We're going to have mid-40, 60% chance of rain. Chiefs coming off a bye. Is Travis coming back from Argentina? Is that what that bullet point says? No, he's just back from Argentina. He Argentina. Is it? Is that how you spell that? I don't think it's Argentina, is it? No, it's not. That was to throw Andrew off. Yeah, yeah. The tilde doesn't do it for me. Um, this is your <laughs> Super Bowl matchup or rematch, though. Honestly, this is this is going to be a really fun Monday night game. This is our best Thursday night football game, probably, and our best Monday night football game of the year. Uh, week 11 loaded. That being said, I think the Chiefs need this win more than the Eagles. The Eagles feel like they're on coast mode. They had their team meeting weeks ago. I don't think it changed a lot, but the Chiefs are hungrier. I also have the Chiefs. Mark this down. You're, you're going to hear about how the bye week gave the Chiefs, wide receivers, and Mahomes time to gel. First touchdown pass he throws to a wide receiver. That's what we're going to hear. And I think it's legit. I think um, they've been way too reliant on Travis Kelsey and the running backs. I think the Chiefs wide receivers get involved. Uh, I do think the Chiefs figure out a way to beat the Eagles this week. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs in this one as well um, for all the same reasons, basically. Um, and if you're a Lions fan, you kind of want the Eagles to lose here, gain some ground for that potential number one seed, which is uh, it's a little far-fetched, but the Eagles do have a tough stretch down the down the stretch. So Is it far-fetched? Uh, no, not really. Is it far-fetched? I don't know that it is. I mean, if we're being realistic. So I'm, I'm, I'm I know you guys, the I'm trying to be grounded. I'm trying yeah. to be grounded. I know it's tough. It's tough when you look at the schedule. It's really tough. If you want, if you want the ESPN playoff machine is now alive. So I've already done some dabbling in that, and it's fun to to dream. So yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs here. I think they do get it done here against the Eagles, uh, similar to what they did in the. Super Bowl and Mitch, this is uh correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your Super Bowl matchup for this year too. This is my Super Bowl matchup for this year. I still these are two of the top teams in the NFL. Uh of course I'd be remiss to say I wouldn't give up a body part for the Lions to be in there. I just think Eagles are playing well, Chiefs are playing well. These are two teams that have been there and done it. Uh this is my Super Bowl matchup. I will say the the you know, the Chiefs do have a much easier schedule leaving leaving this week. Eagles have Eagles by far have the harder road. They got uh the Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Hawks, and Giants following this. And I think the Chiefs have the Raiders twice. I mean, it's not nearly the strength of schedule after this. Well, not only the Eagles, listen to the 49ers schedule after after this week. Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens, Commanders, Rams. 49ers have a little bit of a tough stretch too. It's all on paper. On paper, everything seems to be favoring the Lions, for sure. Whether just, that happens or not. Just got to take care of business. Control the controllables. Yeah. One week at a That's time. Right. One week at a time. You've got back-to-back. Divisional matchups here with the uh, the Bears and then the ba- uh, the Packers and then of course the Vikings. Your number one threat at this point in the NFC North that you got to play them twice down the stretch, as we all know. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the Vikings can keep up 
that that winning streak and see if the Lions can get to eight and two this week. College football, not a lot to mention here, but Michigan taking on Maryland here in a take care of business game as well for them. Shout out Colin Cowherd for calling Michigan America's team. I know Andrew hates that, but I actually love that from Colin Cowherd. And uh, I think he's right. I think he is right about that. Uh, in, other, in other news in college football, um, uh, week 12, you know, we've got Michigan um, taking on Maryland, of course, and then Central Michigan taking on Ohio right now. We had some Connor Stallions fans in attendance for this one, uh, wearing the Michigan gear, saying some signs with some CMU love about Connor Stallions. So people still making the joke, even though this week we found out today, I believe, that Connor Stallions did not get paid for these games that he did attend. He didn't have to, he didn't submit any expense reports for anything. So there's some proof right there. There's the people are saying, the people are telling me. So we'll see on Friday whether or not we're going to have Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines for Michigan this week if they do grant the, uh, the TRO. Um, other than that, in, in college football, we've got Utah, number 22, taking on Arizona, 17. Georgia taking on Tennessee. Uh, what else we got? We've got the big one at night, Washington taking on Oregon State, number five versus number 11. All right, let's close out this ship. Uh, we've got closing time. We've got the playoff picture forming as well. We'll start talking more and more about the playoffs. We'll start doing simulations as it goes on. It's a little too early in my book to, to go there. More of that on the coming weeks. Next week, we've got a schedule change for Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, the Lions playing on Thursday, so we're going to bump up this Wednesday preview show. We'll have that on Tuesday night going into Wednesday, so we've got a little preview for you going into the Thanksgiving game. And then um, we'll recap the Lions on Sunday. We'll, we'll repeat all this on Sunday's episode after the Bears matchup. And then the other thing is two weeks from now, we will have Spotify wrapped. So we'll be talking more about that as it comes along and have some some cool little something for that for you shareholders out there who have your lion share in your in your rap so i'm rambling let's get out of here why don't bears eat faster because it's too hard for them to catch Meow.